0: Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schroeder and welcome to another episode of the 2 Point Conversion. Last night's game was an absolute and utter disaster, possibly the worst loss I've ever seen the Saints have. For me, I think this is the worst loss that I've seen the Saints have. Like, we had this game and then we completely choked it in the last few minutes. There were, there were so many chances to win this game. There were so many things we had to that we should have done right and we didn't. Going into the bye week, this is over. This game was the last chance the Saints had to get anything salvaged for the season. Saints had to win this game to get to second place in the division with a chance to actually do something in the final few weeks of the season, and they blew it. Just like the first Bucks game, the Saints had control for three quarters. The difference was that the Saints actually scored more points in the first three quarters than they did in the first Bucks game. Unfortunately, they completely choked this one away. The Saints had a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. Less than halfway... How much how much time was left when, when the Bucs finally got the ball? They have 5.21. 5 minutes, 21 seconds was how much time there was left in the game when the Bucs got the ball to start their first touchdown drive. There should never have been a situation where the Bucs had the ball with 5.21 to go. All of this stuff was a complete disaster. I mean, I'll start with the first three quarters, but then this is going to be a... Honestly, there's so much I have to say here. A normal recap would be talking about the game. But here's what I'll say about the game, really. Um, no, I'm just going to get my thoughts out here, because this this whole thing just is a lot of my thoughts. So, first of all, I'm not putting the blame in this one on Andy Dalton. He's the last guy I'm going to blame in this one. Andy Dalton had a good game. He was making decent throws. He was putting the ball in places for his receivers to catch it. He didn't make stupid throws that ended up being turnovers. In fact, the Saints never turned the ball over. They were plus two in the turnover margin and lost. They were plus two. This is a team that hadn't really done much when it came to getting turnovers. One of, I think we're the worst team in the league when it comes to turnover margin. I know we've given the ball away like the most times. We came in, I think, with seven turnovers on the season and two picks. We got our third interception in this game. We forced a fumble. Saints did things right on defense, and Andy Dalton didn't make stupid mistakes. He threw the ball in good windows. His receivers had chances to get the ball. But there were some crucial drops. Chris Olave had his first drop of his career in a time when he could not afford to have it because if he catches that ball, that's a first down. Because he doesn't, we're kicking. I think we kicked the field goal on that one. And, like, you... You cannot be doing that. I'm just going to double-check here. Yeah. No, we we punted the ball. We punted the ball. Because it was 3rd and 9. And we... Just... That hurt. Yeah, Jarvis Landry had a ball put right on him. And he couldn't corral it. And then, like, late in the game... When we needed a first down, Taysom Hill gets the ball right into him, and it's knocked out, but he needs to secure it. He needs to secure that ball. He's a tight end. He's listed as a tight end. You have to do that. If you're going to be an NFL tight end, I am going to expect that. Especially with Jawan Johnson injured, you have to take that role. But I'm not even going to blame these small moments necessarily as the reason why the Saints lost this. Like, you can take maybe three or four moments from this game, one of the biggest moments that cost the Saints in this game was Mark Ingram inexplicably running out of bounds like a yard short of the line on a second down play when he had no reason to. He could have easily gotten to the sticks and the sticks were right there. He saw them and he didn't go for them. This set up a third and one for no reason. Like, I I can be accused of being negative a lot on here and I don't want to necessarily be negative, but... This was not a game where I think the positives matter that much. I'll get through the positives right now. The Saints defense played a damn good job, had a damn good job, did a damn good job, blah, uh, the first three and a half quarters of this game, shutting down Tom Brady, shutting down the Buccaneers offense, only allowing them three points on a very long drive to open up the game, and then making it just worthless the rest of it, again, forcing two turnovers, doing a better job of forcing turnovers than we had the entirety of the season. The Saints offense at least kinda moved the ball better than they did against the 49ers, although the 49ers have like the best defense in the NFL, so that's not really saying much. Um the they started using Rashid Shahid more, which was partially out of necessity, because the Saints are running low on wide receivers, but Rashid Shahid, he's pretty much secured his roster spot. Deontay Hardy, I think, is gonna get cut. Um, because Hardy's, like, not an NFL wide receiver, or at least he's not, like, wide receiver capable compared to Shahid, from what I've seen. Feed Shahid, and it works. He's damn good. Um, Mark Ingram actually had, like, a decent role in this game. But, like, other than that, I have a lot of things to complain about, and I want to complain about them, mainly because of the fact that We should not have lost this game, and we did. And the reasons why we lost this game are worth complaining about. And they're mostly on the coaching. They're on the coaching. And also the fact that, and I don't really like to blame one guy for something, but Blake Gillikin, that punt before the Buccaneers game-winning drive was a shank. This is the second time this year that Gillikin, on a drive was like before a drive that ends up winning the other team the game. Or okay, I guess because I'm talking about the uh, Bengals game. He's his punt right before the game-winning touchdown was bad. That kind of stuff can't happen. It's unfortunate, and he's not going to get cut for it because he's a damn good punter. But like that has to not ha- that can't happen. Those are situations where you have to be on your game and you have to be able to kick it deep. Those are vital situations. But I'm not going to blame him for that. I need to get on this coaching staff because this coaching staff did not do its job at all in this game. Let's start with the offense. The offense this year has been way too conservative. I get that Andy Dalton is a backup, but now he's your starter and you have to treat him as such. The Saints play scared. The Saints play really scared football, especially in the red zone, Um, but overall, they run the ball even when it's not working. They run the ball in situations where they shouldn't. They've managed to limit Alvin Kamara and turn him into a boring running back, which is a sin, a football sin. Alvin Kamara is running the ball for one, two, three yards. he's not bouncing it to the outside. They're not trying to get him to bounce it to the outside. They're trying to make him into a workhorse back, a thing he desp I mean he definitely isn't a thing that definitely hasn't worked. The Saints leading rusher in this game was Mark Ingram and he had 27 yards. I don't care about the issues on the offensive line. that needs to get fixed. They need to do better running the ball because running the ball is incredibly important. Especially when Pete Carmichael will call a run play basically on second and anything. It does not matter what second down it is, he'll run the ball. Okay, this makes it especially infuriating though with the play call after Mark Ingram went out of bounds. Because when Mark Ingram went out of bounds, it was third and one. The Saints for some unknown reason decided to call a slant pass. A quick slant to, if I recall correctly, and I do believe I do, it was to Marquez Calloway, and it boinks right off him. We can complain about whether or not the throw was good, but frankly, I'm more confused by why we decided to throw the football. Why are you throwing the ball on third and one when you're up 13 points with five and a half to go when, again, Carmichael never saw a second down he wouldn't run the ball on. This is third and one. Running the ball will, at the very least, run more clock. You can't have an incomplete pass on a run play, and you're probably going to convert the third and one, which gives you more chances to run clock, kill clock, extend a drive. And for some inexplicable reason, the Saints punted the ball after that. should be noted that the Saints were at the Tampa Bay 44-yard line and it was 4th and 1. There is no reason for you to punt the ball there. That is inex- That is inexcusable and it's cowardly. It is especially cowardly when you realize that Dennis Allen happened to say things... Um, and I'm going to make sure that I get this 100% correct, because his quote after the game was just, I, I don't get it. This this is it. Dennis Allen said, when you play Brady and have a chance to put him away, you got to put him away. It sucks. It stings. It hurts. Why are you punting the ball at the 44-yard line on 4th and 1 with 5.5 to go then? If you want to put him away, why aren't you going for it on 4th and 1 up 13 points with 5.5 to go at the Bucks' 44-yard line when you need a yard? Why aren't you running the ball on 3rd and 1? If you want to put away Tom Brady, don't give the ball to him. Actually, try better. If you want to call that slant pass... Fine. If it works, I'm fine with it. Even then, I'm not really that fine with it, but like, if it works, it works, and that's great. Go for it on 4th and 1. They get the ball at the 44-yard line, though. Oh, that's great field position. I don't care it's good field position. You gotta go for it to put them away. They ended up going 91 yards down the field and scoring a touchdown on you anyway. It didn't matter. It did not matter what happened there. Whether they got the ball at the 9-yard line of the 44, they scored a touchdown anyway. So does it matter? So you go for it. But no, because for some reason, Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael call the most conservative game ever despite the fact that the Saints have won four games. Despite the fact that this is a team that is not that good. They call a conservative game plan for a losing team. And it's infuriating. You don't win games. Why are you acting like you do? Why are you acting like you can afford to do any of this? You can't afford to do it. Have you watched your football team this entire season? You cannot afford to continue to play conservatively or continue to pretend like, uh, oh, well, we can continue to kick field goals. You can't continue to kick field goals. Field goals aren't working for you. You've been in enough games where your defense has done all that it had to do to win you the game and your offense has failed you. Let's go to the time when uh after the time uh ugh. let's go to what happened after the Bucks scored that touchdown to bring the game within six. And let's talk about that second and 7 uh that second down play. Play action fake to the fullback. A play action fake to the fullback. Has anyone ever fallen for that? Has any human being, has any defense with any competency thought that that would work. You know they're rushing you. That drive there killed the Saints. That drive was terrible. That three and out was absolutely worthless. 31 seconds. How long was that? 31 seconds. It was a 31-second drive, and the Bucks got the ball. Great field position because of a crappy punt. What was that play calling? And then let's go to the defense. Let's go to the defensive play calling. Because frankly, that was also terrible. Because on the last two drives, the Saints decided to play soft zone coverage against a guy who's been tearing that up for 20 years in this stupid league. You think Tom Brady has gotten worse when it comes to beating the thing that's easiest? You think he's not going to throw those short underneath passes and take all the yards you're giving him? Did you forget what had worked the entire game up to that point, which was pressuring him and forcing him to make hard throws? A reminder of why he was overthrowing his receivers. It wasn't because the receivers were too slow, like Troy Aikman was saying on the broadcast. It's not that he was expecting his receivers to get there uh, in that time, but they couldn't because they're injured. It's because the Saints defense was pressuring him so much that he couldn't get the ball into the right spot. He was under too much pressure, and the timing wasn't going to work for him. And he was under that pressure for a reason, and it's because they were playing the right coverage. But they decided to shift out of it into a crappy prevent defense that doesn't work and that Tom Brady has known how to destroy for 20 years at this point. And for some reason, you're too stupid to recognize it. You couldn't recognize that. Despite the fact that that is the playbook for how to lose to Tom Brady. Here's another question: um, When Julio Jones caught that ball in bounds, why didn't you call a timeout? Let me think. Where was this? Um, it was this pass. Yes. So it was a pass on third and six. I'm sorry. It was a pass on first and ten from the twenty. It was a short pass in bounds to Julio Jones. The Saints don't call a timeout until there's 19 seconds on the clock. Now, I can't exactly remember uh when he went down, but that's when you should have called it, and I know this. It doesn't take 20 seconds for that play to happen. That doesn't take 20 seconds. You need to call the timeout earlier so that you have a chance to get the ball back so that you can get into field goal range. You don't do that. Why? That kind of in I mean that kind of clock management is inexcusable. Here's another random thing that has nothing to do with the coaching. Why did Paulson Adebo decide to take that pass interference penalty? That 44-yard pass interference penalty on the first touchdown drive late in the game. Why are you doing that? What, what is the deal with that? Adebo has regressed pretty hard. He's had a horrible sophomore slump. He has not played like the guy that was uh, on the field last year. That ain't the Paulson Adebo I saw last year. His coverage ability hasn't been as good, and his decision-making has been just horrible. He's been doing stupid penalty after stupid penalty. That kind of stuff is not good. He's got to fix that. That's a mental thing. But again, what makes me mental, mostly, is this coaching staff. We have the players to win. We have the players to win. I don't want to hear about the injury stuff anymore. Yeah, the injuries are going to hurt us and hurt us and hurt us, but the injuries have not been the reason we've lost some of these games. It's been coaching. It's been not being able to move the ball. With the 49ers at this point, I'm going to accept the fact that we weren't going to win that game. I'm accepting that fact because the 49ers' defense is honestly ridiculous. The 49ers' defense is broken to a point that I don't know how to do anything. I, I it's just Sometimes there's really good defenses. The 49ers have one. They were better than the Saints' offense. They did the defense better. I'm not going to complain when a defense absolutely murders a team. Because that happens. And honestly, we weren't ready to deal with it. So, fine. I can accept that there. Like, our offense wasn't going to be able to attack them. They knew how to beat us. But this game reminds me a heck of a lot of the Bengals game. I'm not going to go all the way back to when Jameis was starting when he was injured. I'm going to go back to the Bengals game. Back when we had Andy Dalton. Back when pretty much this same issue was there. When we were down to like four receivers and we nearly beat the Bengals. What happened was we were too conservative. The Saints were too conservative and played like a team that was just trying to avoid losing. Well, the issue with playing to avoid losing... When you lose is that your plan didn't work. Dennis Allen has proven to me at this point he can't win. He's not a winning coach. He couldn't win in Oakland, and he can't win here. And you have to look at what the Saints are right now, and you have to ask a lot of hard questions, and especially of Mickey Loomis. Mickey Loomis says he exists to serve the head coach and to give the head coach what he wants. That is fine and well until now. When your head coach can't give you anything, and it's obvious from the start. This isn't like Jim Hazlitt. Jim Hazlitt had multiple years of showing he couldn't win, then 2005 happened. And then it was pretty clear you needed to fire him. But he'd already had several years where he couldn't close the deal in a playoff spot. So you had, it, so you had something there where it was like, oh, okay, this is really bad, we need to fire him. With Dennis Allen, none of that's happened in New Orleans, but you can see the obvious signs of regression. This is a team that's talented enough to win games. This is a team that only has four wins. That is on coaching. That is on not being able to manage your games properly. That is on Dennis Allen. It's also on Pete Carmichael not being able to call an offense properly. Things are not working out, and you have to be very, very cognizant of it. You have to understand that at this point, I don't think there's any chance that Dennis Allen can turn things around because he's shown his hand in Oakland and he's already shown his hand here. I don't see any way the Saints can continue to employ Dennis Allen and expect there to be different results. I don't care about the talent. I don't care about the fact that you've had injury after injury after injury. You've been in winnable games and you've lost them. You've had multiple opportunities to win games and you've lost them. You've played absolutely horrible football despite having the talent to play better. And with this game, a game you choked away because of terrible coaching, because of terrible management, you have to think now that he's not the guy. This is the type of thing that will get players to completely check out of the season. This was the game that you needed to win. This was it. The season's over at this point. At least Dennis Allen finally gets to do one thing that he's always probably wanted to do, and that's punt. Because I don't think Dennis Allen's ever seen a situation where he wouldn't want to punt. Because we had I don't care, it's 4th and 9. It's the 39-yard line, and you're playing Tampa Bay, and they have Tom Brady. Go for it. You're going to punt the ball at the Tampa 44? That's right. We did that twice. We punted the ball from the Tampa Bay 44-yard line twice in this game. Inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable. You want to know why Saints fans are fed up with watching this team? It's not because they were spoiled for 15 years with a really good team. It's not because they were spoiled for 15 years with a really good offense, and now they're not seeing it. It's the fact that the Saints are clearly a talented football team run by an idiot that have been mismanaged, that have been put in a bad situation they should never have been in because of bad decision-making. And it goes back, you can even say this goes back to the C.J. Gardner-Johnson trade when I get that you were away, that the difference between the two sides was $4 million and that you thought that he shouldn't be paid like a boundary corner and he's clearly proven he should be, but you didn't think he was, but you got nothing in the trade. Absolutely nothing. You got fleeced in that trade. And look where you are now. You're not in a good situation. Your head coach clearly can't win. Your offensive coordinator does not know how to call plays. And he's way too conservative. And you're playing way too conservative. And you are playing like a team that is afraid of losing without winning games. This team is hard to watch. This team is infuriating. The things they do are crimes against football sometimes, especially offensively. And I can continue going and going and going. And I want to look at the bright side here. But the bright side's done. This season's over. We know it. Because this was the chance to actually move into second place in the division and have a momentum going into the bye week. The latest bye that any team can possibly have. A chance to get back players on defense. We would get back Marshawn Lattimore. We'd get back Pete Werner. We would be in a prime position to potentially make a playoff run, or at least a run to the playoffs. We squandered that in five and a half minutes in Tampa. We squandered that in five and a half minutes with mismanagement, with poor coaching. Yes, with some bad plays too. This has been a bad season for the Saints, and the worst thing is to look and see where the Saints were just three years ago, and to look where they are now. You have to ask so many questions of how you let that happen. Just remember where the Saints were in 2019. Remember where they were. And look where they are now, the first losing season since 2016. The Saints never had a 10-loss season under Sean Payton or during the Sean Payton-Drew Brees era. Or just, yeah. So, the last time the Saints lost 10 games was 2005. One loss. One loss and you're at 10. There's a lot of questions to ask. Again, you can look at this game. There were some positives. The defense forced some turnovers. That was good. Saints didn't commit any turnovers. That was good. Dalton played a good game. That was good. But talking about the positives kind of sort of feels meaningless when you blew this game that hard, and it was extremely winnable. But thanks to coaching decisions, it became a loss. And that really, really, really hurts to see. Again, that's what made this a painful loss. It was what made it annoying. And I, I'm, I'm not really going to say much more because I don't know what to say. Fix it, I guess. Things are going to have to get fixed. And I cannot stress this enough. I don't think Dennis Allen is the guy. And I think he's proven it enough that he's not. There have been enough games where he's proven that he's not the guy. You have to look at that, and you have to make decisions. And by the way, I don't think the idea of bringing Sean Payton back is a good idea because I think he's done. He's done with the Saints. He's done all he can do. You cannot consider the idea of bringing Sean Payton back because he's done here. He's been with the organization forever. It's time for him to move on, and it's time for the Saints to move on, and it's time for the fans to move on from the idea of it. That was a long, successful time. Most teams would kill to have it. But at some point, you just have to move on. You have to move into the next phase of your franchise's existence. You can't just continue to bring... You can't think of bringing back the same guy. He left for a reason. He needed a break. It's time to to come to terms with it. And I've come to terms with it now. So, hopefully, we can get some good draft picks out of him. But, yeah. So, that's going to do it for this episode of the two-point conversion. I need to make an announcement. So, I'm making it now. Um, so, it is nearly time for gym season. And if you recall, it's been a while. Um, I did a show this past season uh, called the LSU Flying Tigers Podcast. And I put it on this feed. So, I don't want to do that this season... For the main, re- the main reason being that it's its own thing, and I think it could it would make sense to be on this feed, like, having it as a separate thing that people can look up probably better so that people can find it, and so that, you know, actual fans are going to find it. So I'm going to be creating a separate feed for that. Those won't be here, so if you want to follow that, um, I will have a link for it when it's ready. Um, I haven't made it yet because I'm not gonna make it until it's almost time for me to record it and right now I'm also dealing with finals so yeah but um that's gonna be a thing. look out for that. I'll post that on my Twitter. So there will be an episode of Gold Go out on Thursday I promise. okay I promise on this one will there be an episode of the kickoff show on Friday? No, because the Saints are on bye this week, and there's no reason to do a kickoff show when the Saints are on bye. Hooray! None of the teams play. I don't have to worry this weekend, which is good for my stress. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of The Two-Point Conversion. I hope you enjoyed this. This was a longer one, but I had a lot to say. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, the usernames for that are in the description below. Um, yeah. So, I can't think of anything else to say except that I've been Ben Schluter. This has been the Two Point Conversion. Hope you have a fantastic next few days. And until next time, bye-bye.